0: Go right here. We go, boys. Uh, don't know what episode it is, probably episode like 30, episode mid, I think. No, 35, maybe
1: who knows? Uh,
0: 37 is is
1: (laughs) it's not, it's not that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Guys, uh, we got the usual crew in. Baker, give us a shout. All right, Daniel. How are you doing? Um, I'm good, mate. Good to see you on Saturday. Me and him had a couple of beers out back of his house. Very nice. Uh, Jimbo, I'll be seeing you soon. My man down in London, give us a shout. Yes, yes. How are we doing? Uh, yeah, not too bad, mate. Finished work on time. So let's crack on. Apart from this fucking horrendous weather outside, let's chat some shit about football. We're just going to chat some shit about what's currently been going on the past week, two weeks. Baker wasn't involved when we had Steve on two weeks ago um, after the uh, European Super League got announced. Uh, so I'm sure Baker will have his two pennies worth on that along with the, the. I think we're probably starting off on a uh, Sunday, aren't we boys? Uh, what happened? At, Wait, are we starting just, on Sunday? Cause that's all you watched. Uh, Yeah, that is all I watched as well, yeah. (laughs) I'll admit to everyone, I was going out getting pissed on Friday, Saturday, and uh, Monday. Sunday was the only day which I spent in. So, and Jimbo, you cropping me up on that pal well I've heard that you've been four for four on, on a hangover, so you've oh, not got much the, better
1: mate the only number four I need to know this weekend is how many
0: fucking goals Tottenham scored <laughs> oh mate against Sheffield <laughs> United the relegated <laughs> Sheffield United although who knows mate we couldn't beat them so you know don't deny me this small glimpse <laughs> of pleasure I've had in this disgusting <laughs> season, mate. Hey, I can't. I can't even say. It. I, I won't. I won't deny it, mate. And uh, anyway, like I said, on to Sunday. I think we'll start at which was uh, a watershed moment. I kind of want to say for yeah football in this country. Um, it's the first time. The first time it's ever happened.
2: Mm. I mean actually, I mean, actually let, let,
1: I'll start as in United on. fan how do you feel about it um, wait should we say what it was no. first
0: yeah <laughs> well if anyone who is listening to this hasn't seen what's happened Jesus Christ you, you, you're listening yeah. to the wrong podcast uh, but yes some Man United fans about r- numbers between 5 to 10,000 started protesting outside the stadium and then a number of between 2 to 400 maybe more apparently uh Broken in, in inverted commas, but there has been rumours that uh, stewards and uh, other people left doors open for fans to get into the stadium, and um, yeah, and the players, uh, the sorry, the match was eventually abandoned against Liverpool. Uh, but overall, scenes like I said, watershed moment really, which I've not, I've never seen before, and as a Man United fan, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard. I feel mixed emotions towards it because I completely and utterly agree with the protesters outside, apart from the idiots who have been fighting with police and security and stewards at the at the ground, which is completely and utterly apparent, shouldn't be happening, should not be, you know... You, sh- you should be straight away banned there's, there's fucking cameras around the stadium everywhere if you can see any of them it should be banned
1: I'm sure they will to be honest I think but I think the majority of it was was peaceful protesting mm. kind of when they were asked to leave when the police got there they did kind of get out didn't they there were yeah a few mob heads swinging on the goals and stuff but
2: I was gonna say most importantly did you see that kid get knocked off the net <laughs> yeah,
1: it was quite funny <laughs> yeah bing. Um... <laughs> I quite like uh, Comrade Gary Neville's speeches and stuff, you know, when they were trying to fill some time. Destroy yeah. the system, bring down the rich. <laughs> I loved it, mate.
2: I mean, um can I, can on, I can on, can come in on that Gary Neville part just quickly. Yeah, go on, because, go on, mate. Because this is this is a separate issue that I've been, <laughs> been sort of sitting on for a while, mostly because no one cares about what I have to think. But um I do, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Uh, Gary Neville is involved in ownership of a football club, as he keeps on bringing up. He's a partner of Salford City. And one of the owners that he involves himself with, sort of semi-salford city, is a guy called Peter Lim. And Peter Lim is currently absolutely fucking Valencia in Spain, completely, completely asset stripping, selling the best players, taking money out of the club. His daughter going hot water for she has got nothing to do with it, but she posted on Instagram. When are these sad people going to learn? This is our club. We can do with it what we want. So I think Gary Neville being all Gary Neville living on his high horse currently. I think it's quite ironic that he's that this is happening at the same time. And if he comes out and condemns football ownership for doing greedy, sell immoral things, how he can still. Like associate himself with this PLM guy because if you look at if you look at any kind of Valencian fan group at the minute there are, there are tons and tons of protests going on because they've, they were fighting relegation this season they're a massive club they sold all the best players for nothing for literally peanuts fired all the managers they had and it's just it's, you know what I mean it, it feels a bit hollow now knowing that he's involved with him do you know what I mean
1: Chalk one up for a Baker rant.
2: I know. know. (laughs) One of of many. I didn't know that though.
0: I didn't know that. It's really quite, you know, um, shocking really. I mean, I knew obviously about Valencia, poor management of their, of their finances, but I didn't know anything to do with, with this Peter Lim guy. I'm definitely going to have to Google him when we, when we come off this, but I mean,
2: so they, they had a manager recently who got them into Champions League again called Marcelino. Yeah. And he had a, um, I can't remember the, the other guy's name, but they had a really good director of football. And because Peter Lim just didn't like him, he just fired him for no reason and sold the captain to their local rivals, mm-hmm. their best midfielders, the local rivals. And yeah, They they sold Ferran Torres to City Because Torres Torres just said Well fuck this I think There's um, A fan group called Libertad VCF Who have actually asked Gary Neville to distance himself From Peter Lim And I I,
0: I know it won't happen But it just You know what I mean Feet of of clay and all that Yeah, Well it it does Now you've said that mate Some of his rants about Football in the past couple of couple of weeks seeing completely hollow don't they like that's um, well I, I, you know I always champion Mr Neville on this podcast but no, uh, it,
2: his his views and what he said is it's yeah true it's still true but it's just it's just a bit more it's just a bit richer now mm. <laughs> you know what I mean
0: yeah exactly um, I do think yeah that I mean how how do you boys feel if, if this happened at your club Jim if, it, if this was a Spurs fans what would you think
1: I find it difficult to get into the mindset of this because I realised the issues... And this was a point that Carragher... Was it Jamie Carragher made it? He kind of called out Graeme Souness for his kind of short-sighted analysis of this, I think.
2: Yeah, it was Carragher, yeah. Yeah.
1: Was it, yeah. Um, in the... Um, it's easy to say, oh, the fans, you know, they're, they're not happy because, you know, the the, the the results have tailed off and they're not winning like they used to, but people have been against the Glazers for a long, long time, mate. Yeah. And, and I... <laughs> Find that hard to empathize with because although Enoch aren't the best owners in the country, I'd say they're one of the best owners out of the top six. I'd rather have Enoch over, you know, Glazers or Cronkie or anyone like that. So, although, although sentiments changed towards Enoch recently, I've, I still would have them over any, any of those other uh, uh, owners. Um, having said that, I think all these owners should be criticized for recent decisions. Super League is an absolute travesty of a decision. So, you know, if there was a massive protest outside White Hart Lane, then fine. Yeah, I'd back that. I'd probably maybe even think about going down there, to be honest. But getting into the pitch for me, maybe a bit step too far at Tottenham. But if it was a similar situation where things have been going on for 10, maybe 15 years,
0: like as with the Glazers, yeah, I'd probably back it. 16 years, man, 16 years now. And And before Baker comes in, because I can see you want to make a point. Uh, they, they, yeah, I think Graham Soonis' analysis of it was bollocks. Like, it's a fucking idiot, mate. Mate, no, he could have been killed. He could have been killed. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, that kind of stuff. I mean, he, obviously, for me, he's just the, as Baker's mentioned several times, the prototypical, uh, Analyst who has just played football and oh, right, he must know football. And like how all of the, you know, uh, old Man United players and stuff always defend Bruce. Like it, for me, Graham Souness is a fucking shocking analysis. But um, go I did quite go like, I think quite like when Souness was banging on. Roy Keane was sat on his little stool and I could
1: just see this like little smug grin on his face where obviously Roy Keane just wanted to be like shut the fuck up.
0: yeah <laughs> mate you know what for me get rid of that clown honestly Keane just is brutal and Mika Richards is, is jokes like you need someone else to get rid of fucking soonest but anyway go on Baker go on make your appointment.
2: I mean Coming from my, my perspective as a Newcastle fan, who obviously we weren't involved in this Super League fiasco, although you're telling me that Mike Ashley wouldn't be invited. If someone invited him, he'd be there in seconds. Mate, he,
0: it wouldn't even be seconds, mate. There, there would not be time quick enough. Mike yeah. Ashley would have preemptively taken yeah. the deal. It wouldn't have even been offered to him. So Yeah, whatever it is, just give me the deal. So they
2: would have said like Europeans but he like yeah yeah
0: whatever it is yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, more money I have a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> my, point, my point is is I hundred I percent agree with what they've done, including going on the pitch. I don't agree with punching policemen. That's obviously fucking dumb. But as Carragher also pointed out, no matter what you do, where you go, there's always going to be complete clowns. Like you go on a night out, you're going to get someone who headbutts someone. You know what I mean? It it, it happens. But Newcastle have been pro- have been protesting against our owners likewise for years and years and years and nothing seems to matter because they can ignore everything they don't care this is the thing you need that people don't understand is that they think that this they think that this decision recently to come back down from the super league was down to oh they're listening to the fans now oh they fuck it's all it's all financial it's all financial and then then this kind of protest actually stops them from playing football actually affects their wallet will actually make them listen. Yeah. Do it again. If you threaten to do it for every home game, they'll actually fucking listen and might actually fuck off. The thing is, you can, you can, stand, outside, you can stand outside Old Trafford every day of the year and scream until you're blue in the face. They do not care. They do not care and they will, and they will never care. Yeah. So why, so why people being all patronising like Suna's being like, "Oh, it's they haven't won anything." Like, shut up, you dickhead! Obviously not. Well, apparently, there's some also-
1: United fans outside the uh, bit later on after they got out of the ground when they when they heard that the match had been cancelled, were chanting, "We decide when you play."
2: Yeah, well, yeah. You know. there, there was an interview. There was an interview in the in the Guardian with one of the guys who was there who said explicitly that was the goal: get it called off. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you do that. For every every home game that you have until the end of the season, they might actually start to listen to you, yeah. Because otherwise, because otherwise, it's just not going to happen. And also, Sunes, Suárez can talk because he what he. I mean, I'll send you a link to this afterwards, but he was once um, he managed Galatasaray, I think, and he was and then in a rival in a derby game against Fenerbahçe in Istanbul. You know what the Turkish fans are like? They're absolutely fucking nuts. He ran onto their pitch in the middle of their ground. Planted a Galatasaray flag in the center circle and ran off. He basically incited a riot. So him turning around and being all like, oh, the fans, oh the can of beer, almost, I almost died," and pretending that he's against inciting this sort of thing again. It's the same sort of thing with Neville. It's just you think that they expect the public to have zero memory at all? And let's not forget that he was an absolute fucking chopper when he played, wasn't he? He's just a football gammon, mate. That's what he is. Yes, he he is. yes, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah. This is gone from talking about United to just ripping on.
2: <laughs> I, like, I did quite like the jokes when he was like, when when it all kicked off, he was just thinking, oh, why would Pogba do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope, hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, they'll start that. There'll be some kind of unpatronising message from the Glazers or Cronky or, um the Fenway sports group at some point in the future but i don't know
0: i i personally i can't see it i think i think as soon as they come out and and have an opinion they're just they, at any way they have an opinion they, they're going to get shot down for it no matter what no one's going to listen are they and um ap- apparently I mean these again rumours apparently uh, McTominay uh, Matich, Maguire and someone else wanted to come out uh, to like the fans outside the Lowry and like talk to them and like try and make them like back off but apparently the police said because of a Covid bubble like they uh, obviously couldn't but I think if their main aim was to, to get the game called off, like you said, because I'd, I'd seen loads of interviews and, and people talking on Twitter and stuff, basically, to get the game called off, I don't think anything would have stopped them. And I really I don't think it would. I think anything would have just carried on until the GMP made the decision, yeah, that they're going to have to call it off. And one thing which is weird to me now, though, because they've, they've said that if it, the game wasn't played yesterday, uh, there's going to be no clear time to put it between where United don't have a game within two days either before it or after it, which again, I guess like that's it's not great for for the players and the fans have sort of fucked them in that respect. But like at the end of the day, I don't understand why they couldn't have just played the game again on Monday. I was saying to Speed, the housemate, like why why would you not just tell all the players, right, get ready for the match? We'll announce it at midday. The game kicks off at four o'clock. There's not enough chance. Four hours. If you put a police cordon around Old Trafford, yeah, well, the game you mean, gets played. Like,
1: yeah. by... got two phrases for you, Daniel. BT Sports, Sky Sports. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. Scheduling, true. mate. Money.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, but this, is, do... this is this is why it's such a good protest because it fucks them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing. Yeah, like all all them all them pundits and obviously Sky Sports as a whole and BT, like they're they're all for you know, teams not played in the ESL and stuff. Like at the end of the day, like they're the ones who fueled this. They're the ones who started this in it? absolute mad TV revenue deals. Like I
2: can't remember who tweeted it, but there's one the other day
0: I saw saying
2: that they're complaining, like they're, they're sort of provisor that kids aren't interested in watching the champions league these days. Well, like us three, we grew up watching it on ITV for free every week mm. and sky come in bt come in take it away put it behind a paywall and then go oh why well, kids not watching this now because you fucking monetized it yeah it used to be free
0: and there's there was so there's so many people who were calling in on talk sport just saying about basically uh yeah the the, the, the they're always going on with issues about piracy and stuff the whole reason about that is because there's such a expense for like you said we we grew up being able to watch on ITV and there's just a, such an expense for it now like yes yeah. I mean they could cause themselves got, their own issue.
2: the broadcast contract gets bigger and bigger and bigger every single every single year. Especially like the Premier League's one it is absolutely ridiculous now. And the Champions Leagues is still whilst not as big I don't think but it's still massive. I mean yeah it's one of the, it's it's what it's one of them. I think I don't think it will happen but hopefully fans will start to coordinate as well because I heard there's a rumour there's a rumour that some Liverpool some Liverpool fan groups wanted to come down as well to Old Trafford to protest which would have been a quite a powerful symbol I would have thought but
0: yeah that would have been a really reminds me of Lord that bit of Lord
2: Lord of in Lord of the Rings when he's like I never thought I'd die inside <laughs> side with
1: a
0: bad friend <laughs>
2: Yeah, how about side by side with a legacy fan?
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. They even (laughs) start me with actually. Well, Baker. uh, Overall, obviously, we are angling that it was a an ESL situation, and obviously, this kickoff on Sunday was a combination between ESL. Can we just start pointing at the mistake? The mistake. mistake. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, To be fair, yeah, it is. It was. The Um, what? What was? Your presiding feeling, probably what a week, two weeks ago now on Sunday when you when you heard all of this coming out, obviously us two supporting teams that were involved in it, but also the fact that basically them six teams just wanted to shit on teams like the other twelve teams, like oh the other yeah the other twelve teams like yours. Like, what was what was your instant reaction to it?
2: I mean, my my instant reaction was the same as everyone else is that I think it sort of made you feel profoundly ill because I mean but, but I also wasn't surprised because they've been they've been threatening it for so long but I actually started to get weirdly excited about a prospect of a Premier League without these those teams in it do you know what I mean I was like if they do end up kicking them out that'd be pretty good <laughs> that'd be pretty good <laughs> like, there'll be a new winner like every year no one would like the power vacuum would be it'd be such a scramble it'd be quite fun I think if they promoted yeah, yeah. like the, promoted the top six of the championship mate you a laugh
1: then my lot had become the new castle of Europe mate <laughs>
2: that's the thing so I remember I was listening to a uh, podcast the other day they that said, that said the only reason they invited Tottenham and Arsenal was to so have someone to beat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so, someone, someone's got to be the Sheffield United of this league of the Super League so they invited one team they can shit on
0: yeah to me that and I think what a lot of people they're presiding feeling is the fact that basically like yeah the, the, the closed shop nature of it is what the real issue was that was the, I understand the, the situation they've been forced into club owners and stuff like That obviously they run it as a business they still want to make money out of it and coronavirus has caused them a massive loss in revenue I understand that but the fact that they wanted to go to a closed shop system, franchise football is what I called it when yeah. Steve was on. That's what to me was the biggest disgrace. And we said like, yeah, the fact that owners and and people just couldn't understand about relegation or, or promotion, like it just baffles the head that they, you know, in the MLS, you have a playoff system when you're in, in soccer, as they like to call it. No, like it's but like, out of it. When,
2: when I, I used to, I used to go to an MLS club quite, regularly when I lived over there and the seasons that I saw them, one of them, they were quite good. The other one, they were absolute dross. And in the season that they're absolute dross, there's no jeopardy. The fans, they were getting beat every week and the fans weren't booing. They were just sort of, you know, Oh, we'll, we'll just go again next year. Yeah. And it's no sort of, um, it's no coincidence that three of the clubs who were really pushing for this are all owned by Americans.
0: Yeah. 100%. because I, think,
2: I mean, I'm not saying that my own thing is I don't think American sport is, inherently bad it's because it was founded that way it just it is what it is like I don't think you couldn't you couldn't change American sport for our way and expect the Americans to not feel how we feel about this you know what I mean yeah, yeah. if you go right MLS is going to be you're going to get relegated now they'll just go what the fuck no thanks I don't want that mm. but it just I don't pressing your pressing your idealized way of looking at a sport on a whole continent who don't want it just seem just reeks of just unbridled greed isn't it it's just greed yeah, yep. to a point that I can't even imagine why it's like to be that rich. Can you? Like, I can't even. I can't even picture it in my head.
1: I think any of us can. It's kind of the word that sums
2: it up, really, greed. Yeah, and the thing is, Perez, Florentino Perez, is still saying that it's going to happen. He's still yeah. saying, "Oh well, they can't leave. They can't leave because they've got a contract." Contract. <laughs> And then I think everyone's just going, "Yep, yeah, we can." Game, Florent. I quite hope because I think it's haven't Barcelona and Real Madrid still not officially left it. Yeah, I hope they yeah. started just with them two, just just them two playing each <laughs> just other, just kick them out of the Champions League, just them two playing each other endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like that. It's like that. Like was it the Isle of like? Did that? League in Jersey or something. There's only two teams. And they play like
0: 38 <laughs> times a year. El Classico every week. Is that hey, it's, it? be, it's basically like the Scottish League, isn't it? <laughs> play Glasgow and uh, sorry Rangers and Celtic play four times a year. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, Jimbo, uh, I think we need to have a quick talk about Mister Mister Mourinho. Uh, he yeah, he left. Really get a word in, did we? Last week mm, about him. La- yeah last well 2 weeks ago we didn't really have much of a chance to talk and now he's got a new destination Roma for the new season and uh overall scale of 1 to 10 how shocked are you I was I was definitely at like a good 7 8 I believed he was going to have at least you know a season out or something to, to you know reboot sort of yeah um may
1: I mean the one thing it maybe says to me is that I feel like when he left United and then he had like what was it 2 years off or whatever yeah, yeah, but yeah, about eight, yeah, about eighteen months. Yeah. From one, yeah. um, maybe that was because the situation at United was much more severe. I'm not sure. Um, well, I don't know the ins and outs. It's all rumours, isn't it, of what happened at Tottenham? But maybe it wasn't as as ferocious as everyone made out. Um, maybe he felt like he could go straight into another club. Well, I think he's going to have his fucking hands full, mate, because he signed a contract with Talksport. He currently writes for the Sun now. And that is the first and last time I will mention that newspaper on this podcast. And now is the manager of Roma as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, he,
1: yeah. And the man, just, man loves money, eh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's making it hand over fist mate by being bad at his job. So yeah. Well, like we
0: said before, <laughs> before we came online, uh, yeah, he's, he's literally, he's got another, at least years worth of contract, or however Levy and him have agreed. So it's just mental, He's, And then he signed another three year contract and he'll probably be gone in two years and, and he'll just get another year's worth of pay for free and probably, well, who the fuck knows, right? Okay. My director will get his pound of flesh though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't here for uh, two weeks ago, but I thought it was, a, I still think it's a very strange decision to fire him on the eve of the, of the Carabao cup final. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, think, I genuinely, I, I genuinely yeah. think he would have given you a better chance because he's. I think he, Tottenham were li- like under Mourinho were living rent free in city heads, weren't they? Yeah, yeah,
1: but I don't know, man. Having watched them week in, week out for ninety minutes, sometimes yeah. twice a week, I just, I think they were. I think it was just gone. I think he was gone. And and as much as he's got that siege mentality to him, and you know he wins finals and all this, like just the way we were playing it. The players' heads were gone.
0: Mm.
1: Like, yeah, I think he, I think the Mourinho of you know, uh, you know, shithousing his way through finals and parking the bus and stuff. Just it's just gone, and and that whatever that was wasn't happening at Tottenham anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I think part of the reason why he was able to move on quicker than he was at United as well. I feel like at United, he sort of stuck around for that that third season where at the end of the second season, it wasn't all rosy. And it was, I feel like if he'd have stuck around for this season coming up, I think he's probably learned when it starts going, when the players, st- when he loses the players, he just needs to go now. There is, there is no, you know, there is no resolving it with him because he just comes in and he is so brutal with players. And so like, yeah. What's cool. the right word like he
2: has, not, he has no reason to leave though does he because he gets paid absolute yeah. shit ton to leave yeah true
1: I mean not the, the story is that he's joined Ro- Roma so not to focus on Tottenham too much but the rumour that went round was that he'd lost everyone in the dressing room apart from two players Eric Dyer one, definitely one Eric who was Harry Kane and Harry Kane wasn't saying much about anything
0: yeah. So, well, whatever. I think this is a nice segue into this, which was my other question. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter this week, James, about an interview which Harry Kane had about um, him potentially leaving in summer. Basically, said um, if he, he's, he's happy to win, what was it, London Player of the Year or whatever it was for, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. He just said it doesn't mean anything. But then. They were doing a bit of analysis on, on Talk Sports and they said, like, does he mean because he says a big championship, a European championship? If, for example, you think if England had absolute pie in the sky, won one Euros this season, do you think you get another season or two out of him? Or do you do you generally think it it's it could it could just be dead in the water? Chances of you getting Champions League now are very unlikely, aren't they? Really? Like you think. Well, you still,
1: you're no, still holding out? I've got some thoughts on that, mate. The, the, Go on, mate. I'm a Tottenham fan, so I specialise in the hope killing me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you <laughs> and Baker alike, mate. <laughs> do you want me to talk about Harry Kane or getting top four? Harry Kane first, mate. What do uh, you think? I'm in the school of thought that I don't think he'll leave. I think he's a... You he think he's a, a Shearer-esque sort of mentality and that he wants to stay at one club. He wants to break the records of that club. I think his ultimate goal... Is to break the Premier League top goal scorer record, and I don't
2: think Daniel Levy will let him go to a domestic rival. And that's the point. That's the real point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is that, I don't think. I think whether or not he wants to leave, or not, whether or not he actually wants to leave, is Levy. Whoever is going to come in for him, he's I mean, going to get. He's going to get bent over like never before.
1: Realistically, oh. who's got money for him? It's probably PSG, City, United, <laughs> Real. But- it re- maybe no, at the moment maybe but, real, probably but not at the moment yeah. I don't know it's, sorry the teams he fits in the most are City and United and Daniel <laughs> Levy will not in a million years let him go to even them teams but
0: even this hard. is what they were saying again uh, people are saying on Twitter and on TalkSport right so he's got what three years left on his contract and he's what 27 now yeah the 28 27 yes yeah, 27-28 if Levy leaves, them three more three more years on the contract. That's thirty. If Levy wants to cash in now, or he wants to cash in now or next season are the only times he's getting money. If he leaves it till that last season, there's nothing. There's no value left. So at the end of the day, Levy, this season, like you've said on on uh, WhatsApp to us and stuff, like it, this this managerial appointment, I think is a big statement because if it's not, then. The thing is, Kane, Kane's got, you got one, two seasons max left after that. You got no value in Kane. And then you have very little choice where, yeah, a United, a City, or someone can come in, offer them less money for a player who's 30 with one year left on his contract. And he says, okay, you're getting him for 50 million, 40 million, like basically how United did with uh, with Van Persie back in early two, well, 2010s, 11s, wasn't yeah. it?
1: Although the only thing I'd say about that is that <clears throat> you talk about Daniel Levy cashing in, like Daniel Levy has cashed in on players recently, and he hasn't. Look at Eriksen. we let him go for
0: fifteen mil, mate. Yeah, but he's still at the club. Now. Yeah, but in his nature, he cashes in when when he can. Berbatov gets as much yeah. as he could. Carrick gets yeah, as much, yeah, as, he yeah, yeah, yeah. As, much when, as he could. Bale got as much as he could. Like, the time he did that was probably Kyle Walker, and what was that four or five years ago? Yeah, but that's mate. It's in his nature. You you will you'll never check. You'll always. Daniel Levy is an accountant at heart. Yeah, but just, and he He will never. He'll never. If if he thinks he can get money now, and and, and Harry Kane went to him and said, "I'm not happy after the Euros." I think he, I think he would still say, "Okay, hundred million. Who wants him?"
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I totally I agree with you, and 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 to an extent. I'm dis- No, sorry, disagreeing with you because I wish he was more like that. Sorry. Because you were talking to the guy here who, what was it? Three, two, three months ago. I said, sell son, sell son at his peak. Mm. So now get rid of him, cash in. And he won't, I know he won't.
0: Mate, the- but I think, I think I it's a different, I think it's a different scenario between son and Kane. Now son seems not settled, but he, fe- it feels like he's not coming out. He's not rocking the boat. Mm. Kane to me does at the moment interviews which he's given to me are signals that he's like you know if we can't do something this season or next or i can't win the euros i'm not happy just winning individual accolades i want to win team trophies i want to win team prizes basically yeah, yeah. basically mate i don't know <laughs> i know anyway you were you said you want very quickly before baker comes back in your thoughts on the top four you still think you have a chance uh, I think we have a, like a five percent chance of to getting top four. <laughs> I think um,
1: if you look at the runnings that, that we've got compared to Chelsea, uh, Liverpool, West Ham, and all this, we have got quite a favorable running till the last day of the season when we play Leicester, which could be, you know, a sixth. Mate, could yeah. be a point of that. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I, I'm not. I'm not quite giving up hope yet. There's a very slim glimmer
2: of
0: light. But we'll see, Baker. You you have some comments on this, my man.
2: Uh, just just one about um about Kane. Is I agree I agree that he had a Shearer like mentality about wanting to stay. I don't think that still holds true because I think there was one difference that between him and Shearer is that Shearer came to Newcastle late quite late on in his career when he'd already won mm. something. He obviously wanted to win more, but I think the sort of the childhood wanting to play for the team that you love that's been Kane's whole career until now yeah I think he I think he's getting to a point he's getting to a point where he doesn't I don't think he sees a future with Spurs winning something so I think he will want to go and even and even if Levy wants to bend people over for how much however, however much money the player still has a lot of power in this situation like he could easily just go on strike and fuck with the rest of the team but I, I hope that, I hope that doesn't happen because he seems like he seems like he's got his good head on his shoulders but yeah I think the situation power. is you, England
1: go win the Euros and Harry Kane says that'll do me
2: yeah I mean, <laughs> that, that'll, that would, that'll fucking do me for fucking hell yeah
0: hell. I'd, I'd happily not take Harry Kane for if we could win the Euros mate yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll take oh. I'll take that. yeah, I will also not take him. <laughs> um, I mean, my team didn't play. James's team did play and they beat the bottom team 4 1. Like, Spurs, for Spurs Sheffield United. Do you have any comments on that? Harry uh, Gareth Bale hat trick, mate?
1: Yeah, 4 0, but Gareth Bale. Oh, 4 0, wasn't it? Um, Sorry. Yeah, good to see. <laughs> To be honest, this—I know it's Sheffield United, but this is the way that that I like us to play. You know, it, you could see the, the the synchronized press. You could see the kind of automations in the attack, and that's something I've not seen for three, four, five months. You know, hey, um, maybe Ryan Mason's got that job yeah. in his
2: pocket. I I think think Ryan, Ryan Mason's the answer yeah. I think his substitutions
1: during the cup final were questionable yeah, enough, I don't want to say be a permanent manager but second, I mean, yeah. he's so young mate I think within 10 years he'll be managing you know whether it's championship or something like that Leave leave him just as leave him as the academy manager for a couple and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, couple yeah. of seasons it and just on who see, see what happens. You know when uh, Uncle Carlos came in and, and what's his face became assistant manager. Um, what's what's his face? A Scottish bloke, him, uh, Duncan. Yeah. Uh, and he was kind of his right Duncan hand Ferguson. man, Ferguson. I'd like to see something like that,
2: to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think they didn't. I think Guardiola, just like back in the day, started off this trend for for people just to be promoted from within. Mm. Whereas a lot of the time they're just like completely unprepared for it. Mm. Sometimes you might get lucky, but I think for, I feel sorry for Ryan Mason, his second game being a fucking cup final against fucking Man City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Off you go, mate. Enjoy. Take training now. Okay, guys. Uh... <laughs> So, talking from an internal
1: point of view though like no one holds any resentment against him they all appreciate he's been th- not thrown under the bus but yeah yeah, you know, it's, he's got to do what he's got to do and he's a fan favourite and it is what it is not the end of the world
2: yeah he's, and, he, and he seems like a nice bloke as well yeah comes, comes across big time, quite well. big time yeah you forget, um, you, you forget that he's so young because he retired because of that head injury I
0: know uh, yeah such a shame that was yeah but um, I don't think we've got Much More to talk about Alex you want to You want to mention Your boys against Newcastle What was the
2: oh, We lost 2-0 against Arsenal this weekend <laughs> I think And it was We were absolutely Atrocious so I, watched, I, I, watched, I watched I watched the Europa League On Thursday And Arsenal were
1: Just Awful But was the, was the Newcastle game Arsenal being good Or was it just Newcastle being very bad
2: uh, is like Newcastle, awesome. Newcastle being incredibly bad and Arsenal being competent enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think I mean they were against Villa, Villarreal. They were fucking mm-hmm. atrocious. And we, I think we saw Fulham get beat on Saturday and thought, all right, easy, easy street. We're done now. And it's not done yet. It is not done yet. One sentence answer, Baker. You staying up? I still don't think we are. No. <laughs> still. No, because I'll run it. I think. It, it hinges for me <laughs> on our game against Sheffield United, the game week after next. Because we, I mean, we'll get we'll get done over by Leicester because we always do. I think it is. I think it's Leicester. We're playing some. We're playing someone in the top top half, and I think, yeah, I can just see. I can see Fulham just just going on a streak. That's just me being very naturally pessimistic, but. I don't know. It's, it, people say it, I think everyone just seems to think it's already done. but well, I just don't think it is. I think he's safe, to
0: be honest. I, don't I know. think I think Scott. I still think Scott Parker's lost some of his momentum. He had he was building up some men, momentum three or four games ago, but I think yeah, if it was past three or four games. They've they've struggled, haven't they?
2: It was the Villa game that didn't, because they were so in control of that match. Yeah. And they oh. just lost it. I think. And if they'd have won that, they would have. They would have knocked us into the bottom three. And then, then you might, the mindset completely changes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame. I mean, do you do a do a quick shout out for some European hijinks Oh, go on, yeah. Uh, do the jingle. You, yeah, keep, keep the music again. Bakers eyes on Europe. Juve's domination of Italy is over. <laughs> And it was stopped by the man who created them, which is quite nice, I think. The man who started their, started their run, finished it. Conte's into Milan. And Juve might not even get Champions League, which would be, considering that their clown of an owner was the one who pushed this Super League so hard, <laughs> would be would be pretty funny if he wasn't even in the Champions League, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the, the title races in Spain and France are really, really good. Uh, Lille are a point ahead of PSG uh, Monaco probably got knocked out by Lyon this weekend but it's still really really close just a couple of points in it and Atletico are still a few points ahead just they, had a, they, they were they won 1-0 this weekend but their keeper saved a penalty in like the last 10 oh, minutes wow Wow. I think I think Simeone is just absolutely bricking it because Real Madrid just keep on picking our wins and Barcelona keep on picking our wins and it's now it's now got to a point where I think Sevilla are playing Real Madrid soon mm. and that that'll be a massive game because Sevilla aren't even out of it they're only they're only 4 or 5 points behind as well yeah. so it's, been, it's quite it's quite interesting I would say the same about Germany but it's really not because <laughs> Bayern, Bayern are going to win and it's not even going to be uh not even gonna be anywhere close I they really want it also, it's um, quite sad, is that Frankfurt have had an absolutely amazing season and their fucking manager's leaving. Yeah. And they're probably gonna take their best players, that kinda of sucks. So they'll be in the Champions League but without their manager who got them there, which kinda of sucks, but
0: there you go. Yeah. That's all. Hey, this, how, I mean, how many of them are getting hoovered up by Bayern? Probably all of them, right? Like, <laughs> it's like the thing is, it, it's like a it's like a
2: rehab clinic that place because it's full for players who were sort of cast off, not not good enough. Like Jovic, Jovic from Real Madrid's gone back on loans, doing well. was oh, he
1: gone there again?
2: Yeah, Andre Silva, who was who was cut off from AC Milan because they thought he was shit Yeah, saying this year Kostic is one of their best players and the left wing back, and he went down with Hamburg a few years ago like these they're not players that you'd expect to be that good mm-hmm. and a player called Daichi Kamada who plays centre attacking mid who is absolute fucking he's great I absolutely love him <laughs> I'll link it you later but he's he's so fun to watch <laughs> But yeah, that's Baker's Iron Europe. That was a very um, ranty and Tottenham
0: heavy episode. Just Man United and Tottenham heavy, which we tried to avoid as much as possible. Uh, we don't want to just make it about that, but... Nah, it's, been,
2: it's, been, it's been quite a uh, heavy couple of weeks, though, hasn't it? yeah yeah, yeah to
1: be fair
2: <laughs> we haven't been putting out any episodes <laughs> we've been too busy just storing up the rants. I have like too busy <laughs>
1: drinking mate yeah same
0: too much drinking and eating nice food outside Right, <laughs> like boys nice um, bomb yeah right thanks for that and yeah I'm gonna go and watch the City game now hopefully they get smacked although I'm very up and down I kind of don't want PSG to get through but also don't want City to get through can they all just like I don't know, all 22 players just like break their legs or something? or We're
1: trying to round it, to round it off a good ending and you have started a new conversation now. All right, bye guys. <laughs> See you soon. You've been listening to The Away
2: End. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Away End Pod. And if you've enjoyed the episode, drop us a few quid and check the link in the episode description.
0: Just tell your mates about this pod because that's the only way we're actually going to get anywhere with this. So please, please do, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good one.